Hi everyone, um, thank you so much for tuning back into the Mummy Means Business podcast. Um, if you haven't watched, listened to my trailer or any of my previous episodes, just a quick introduction. My name is Victoria Dele. I, I am a Christian, I am a wife and I'm a mum to a beautiful little boy named Xavier. Um, the reason why I started this podcast is because I wanted to create a platform where the everyday woman and the everyday mum can share their journey into the world of work whether um, it be them starting a business or having um, or being an entrepreneur whether it be them working full-time or um, whether they've decided to stay at home and raise a family um, and today I'm very excited to have a special guest with me um, her name is Yinka Hurst and um, she's part of a homeschooling organization which was originally founded in the US um, which she brought brought it into the UK to create a community of mums who homeschool their children. Um, Yinka is also a Christian, she's a wife, and she's a mum to six beautiful children, and is currently pastoring a church in Reading with her husband. Um, So I actually know her as Auntie Yinka, so I'm going to be referring to her as Auntie, because I just feel like it's rude just for me to say Yinka. Um, I think when I was introduced to you, someone said, yeah, this is Auntie Yinka, so that's just, Auntie's your first name, Yinka's your middle name. Yes young auntie Inka. Um, so yeah, so we go to the same church. Um, well, that's when, when I first started to go to church, she was um, a member of the congregation. Um, since I was, so I've known her since I was about 15, 16 years old. Um, and she's always been so warm and welcoming and um, very motherly and friendly. Um, she's the type of woman that, you know, you can go to her for advice, just go to her for anything. She just, she's just so approachable and easy to talk to and easy to conversate even though she's a little older than me I've never ever felt the um I've never ever felt that she's just been so warm and welcoming so I was so happy when she agreed to join this podcast because I just think she's amazing Oh, you're so sweet. No, of course, of course you are. Um, and yeah, so I just wanted to kind of pick your brains on this because obviously you're a mum to six beautiful children, and you've you know been have you have this you've started you've been working on this organization for a number of years. But before that, like how would we how old were you when you first had your first child, and um, were you working like in a full time job at that stage? Okay, first of all, I'd like to say thank you, Victoria, for inviting me to talk. I appreciate that. Um, so I was actually, so I basically got married at 25 and um, I had my first child at 28. And yes, I was working. I was working um, for a pharmaceutical company called GlaxoSmithKline or GSK. And I worked as a scientist into new drugs. And um Yes, I was working, so I did break obviously to form maternity and have my first child. But I had because it was a private sector, and the maternity they paid very well in terms of the maternity was full pay. So I had to then, so you have to then go back for I think it was six months. So I went back for about six, seven months, mm-hmm. and then that's when I decided to um, call it a day and go be at home and um, raise the children. So was that a hard decision to make? Because obviously you must have, you know, studied science and college, gone to university, studied this, and now you're, this is an, a major company, GSK, is um, obviously, it's a, it's a Fortune 100 company, so am I saying that correctly? Uh, yes, you are. But yes. I, 
you are saying that correctly. <laughs> it is the third, I think it's, well, at the time it was the third largest uh, pharmaceutical company in the world. Yeah. I'm not sure what it is now. I mean, I obviously there's few few out there like Pfizer and um, I can't remember the other, the other big one, AstraZeneca. So I'm not sure where it lies now, but it's either a second or third at the moment. Um, so I know it was the third or the second when I was working there. Um, it was a hard decision. It was a hard because I, um, I mean, I was earning a reasonable pay and, um, you know, it was very comfortable living. And um, so it's not like I went part time. I literally stopped working. So there was no, we then came from a double income family to a single income family. And my husband at that time was working for the church. So, you know, our church is not a church of, he's not it's not a church in LA it's yeah. a very humble <laughs> church so it's not a yeah, mega church so, or yeah no, no not mega church so there wasn't you know millions as a salary so it was quite yeah so it was quite a dramatic cut so um so I did struggle I did struggle because you always think to yourself when you first get your job and you have children oh I want to give this to my children give this to my children but then you just realize that you know what it's all in God's hand God has called us for work, then we must do it diligently. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, so yes, it was a, a big decision to stop working and be at home. It wasn't something so that, that I took lightly. That was when you just had the one um, child. Yes. That, and since then, what do you think has kind of been the biggest lesson you've learned in motherhood so far? Because now you've been at it you obviously your oldest daughter is how old now she's a teenager about 13 she's 14 she just turned 14, 14 um a couple of weeks ago so I have wow a 14 <laughs> you have a 14 year old as a daughter that is crazy you know i actually remember when she was young i remember when um i think mariah when she was super young when she was in nursery and, and now they're all just yeah, tall. 12 now yeah yeah, that is crazy. Now and they're soon going to outgrow me. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been your biggest lesson so far that you've learned in motherhood? Okay, so my biggest lesson so far I've learned in motherhood is not to take my children for granted because I realised that um, God has given me these children. These children belong to God. You know, God has given me stewardship over these children. And so, you know... God loves them more than me. God knows them better than me because it's not like they're mine, they're he, so he knows them better than me. So when I do come up with tough situations, you know, and, you know, I can always call to God for the answer because he knows them more than I do. And, he, you know, so when I use that in the sense of that, when I know that, and so when I do come to these situation and I'm unsure, I will ask God, like, what is going on here? You know, and because God has given me these children, he'll give me the answer to situations yeah. around them, you know, whether mm -hmm. they're being negative or positive, you know, should we go ahead with this? So I think my biggest thing I've learned in motherhood, that these children do not belong to me. That That is really cool because it's something that I'm learning now as well. Like me and um, my husband we constantly keep reminding ourselves that this, the child that we have is a blessing from God and what is he's on loan to us from God and we really really have to look after him because he's God's child so um Absolutely. so it's 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 good to know that because it just it makes you value your kids a lot more yeah Obviously. definitely
Did you always want a big family? Like were all your children planned or did you, you know, were there, were some of them kind of a surprise to you? <laughs> um, well, no, I did always want a big family and um, no, they were all planned. But the last one, except for the last one, it, it was a lovely surprise. So um, that was a very big surprise. And so yeah, that was that was fun finding out. <laughs> yeah, I remember when um, a pastor actually came. I think he did a, a, um, a sermon in our church of revival. And he mentioned that um, you were pregnant for the, the sixth time. And everyone was confused. They were like, wait, I think, I think, I think he's talking about the baby that he just had. <laughs> Yeah, I know it was very, <laughs> it was very close. It was funny because the postman, he um, I remember him knocking at the door and he saw that I was pregnant. He goes, "You haven't had a baby yet?" I said, "No." He goes, but he was thinking I was still pregnant from Gyrus. I was like, "Are you talking about that baby?" Because you're pregnant again. <laughs> He's like, "But you just got pregnant." I was like, "No, this is another baby's." But um, no, but I'm grateful because I remember, I, you know, when I found out I was pregnant you know Jairus was sleeping through the night I was starting to kind of see light and day you know you know having the energy and um and I remember thinking lord really I'm pregnant again you know and um but then um that conviction hit me that there was a lady that I know and she just had a miscarriage and she's praying to get pregnant and have babies and another one of my friends desperate to have a baby and I'll just then I had to repent and say, Lord, I'm grateful, you know, for blessing my womb. So that was a big learning curve for me, just to be grateful what God has given. And so yeah, so it was it was a lovely it was a surprise and it was a lovely surprise. So um I'm grateful and um yeah. I wouldn't have it the other way. So yes. A baby's always always a blessing. And so yeah. did you what what made you actually decide to homeschool your children? Um what made you kind of just go into that path and say, you know what, I want I want to take control of my children's education. Yeah, so that was an interesting one because um, I wanted to homeschool um, before, my, you know, Kai and my oldest went into school, but I'd heard a few people doing it, but a lot of the few people I heard, they were kind of strange, you know, I felt like, hmm, they're a bit strange, you know, and I was so, you know, it's kind of like, it didn't really entice me. I did want to, but I was thinking, um, those are people I'm going to be hanging around with. No, so, but then um, I remember um, when I, you know, so she started school, she did like a year of reception and term. I remember as I just took it, I just thought, you know, I just felt like the quality of our lives, it was nothing to do with me being a Christian at that point. It was nothing whatsoever to do with me being a Christian. But it was a quality of life. It was yeah. the quality of life was just rapidly diminishing. You know, it was a rush in the morning, quick, you know, eat your breakfast, quick, shoes on, get ready, let's go, you know, let's quick, we're going to be late for school. And then coming back, you know, it was come on, um, homework, dinner, bath, bed. It was this routine that was just, <coughs> it's almost like you're, sl- sorry, I'm just going to cough. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> sorry. Oh. <laughs> So it's almost like you were a slave to this routine. And um, I just felt that, you know, I was getting the leftovers of my children, you know, when they're tired and hungry, the teachers got the best part and just the quality of life, you know, and it was nothing to do with being a Christian at first. It was only when we became missionaries in America and we went and um, I found, I really kind of dug into the, the spiritual side of things, you know, the Bible says train your 
train your children in the ways of the Lord and they will not depart. Now, I'm not saying that homeschooling is anything to do with salvation. If you're homeschool, you don't have school. Salvation is from Christ and Christ alone. It's nothing to do with the schooling. But um, it definitely fits in with our um, way of life. And, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. And um, it's not easy. It's not like Little House on the Prairie. You know, some days are tough. But, you know, that's life, isn't it? Not everything's going to be easy. And once you get your head around that, it's fine. It's interesting that you say that because um, there's a woman in our church that she actually was my teacher when I was in secondary school growing up. And she um, so happens to go to the same church as me. But she was she's also a teacher and she was saying that um, she felt that she was spending more time with her kids in school than time with her actual kids at home. That she will, you know, spend long days in school teaching um, the children there um, and then to come home and having to work on homework and the only time she had with her kids was just to put them to sleep or to make them dinner at night but she didn't really get the quality time with them Mm -hmm, um and then she just had to completely do a 180 and change her profession because she just valued the time with her kids more and um it's interesting to hear it on you know the parent side to say that it was the same thing from your perspective that you did you felt that you you know you didn't get the good times of your kids you just got the times when they were tired at home and they wanted to go to bed rather than you know the the better times which is why you decided to do this yeah no definitely I can definitely see where she's coming from but then how did you go from that so from homeschooling your your own family to now you know joining this organization and bringing you know this homeschooling um business um quote unquote into the uk and running trainings for other families to do the same well um i think you know the truth is it was originally because i when i was doing it in america i loved the program so much and i couldn't you know i could not homeschool without it and uh, when i found out i was coming back to the uk basically i had no choice because i wanted to continue with this kind of education and um but there wasn't a community in the UK. And so I knew coming back to the UK, I would have to open a community, you know. And so first, when I was in America, I made sure I got all the training I needed to come to the UK to open it. And um, and obviously now, at first we started at my home and now it's bigger and there's tutors, which are parents and have training every year. And... Um, every year and then we also meet as with the I also meet with the tutors to um do training and preparation for our science and art side of the curriculum so um so it was it was a it was quite a a, a, a steep learning curve to be honest with you because I, I feel like I had to do everything very quickly because I knew I was coming back from the UK so I had to make sure I got all the training I needed under my belt then to bring it to the UK and to you know make it run perform um, information meetings to try and you know get new families on board and get new families in the community and it was it was um it was a lot to do it was a lot to do so um yeah and so that's really how I went from just being part of the community in the UK um, in, in America and then kind of directing the community over here. Was it challenging kind of like doing you know obviously if you're homeschooling just your children 
it's it's just it's just your kids but now you have to do this training to other moms to do, to do the same was that a challenge to kind of cross over from just just you and your kids to now you know being responsible for these families and their education too yeah no you're right it was and because obviously you're thinking to yourself that they're relying on you because they they look to you to have answers in terms of you know oh, how do I you know how do I kind of make my child interested in this and how do I do this and what math curriculum and so you do feel like you have to have the answers and and that part is challenging because really you are just another mother you know and um but it's that's easily forgotten sometimes especially when a new product comes out just like in anything yeah when a new product comes out people ask you questions and they want to know so you have to kind of learn as well you do learn a lot along the way you know and the, there's numerous of trainers of training I've listened to and everything just trying to equip myself equip to myself to help other families and parents so what do you think is the benefits with homeschooling versus public schooling because obviously you mentioned that your first daughter originally was in public schooling for you know a few years and you decided to homeschool her later on what do you think are the benefits of homeschooling um that's a good question so for me uh, the be- the benefit was the time with my child for one um I could spend this time in the day with my child and also I could see where my child is at because sometimes in school you forget that actually even when they're in school you are the f- the teacher of your children I think parents forget that and I did forget that you kind of think well the school they're going to school every day but you know sometimes you might not even be aware of where your children lack in their education so with homeschooling you definitely know the answer to that you know where your children lack you know so I'm gonna cough (coughs) I'm sorry oh no it's fine you know the way the children your children learn children learn so differently each of my children learn really differently I'll give an example so Mariah learned to read between three and four before she's before she would have started any kind of school but like Tabitha who was she used to go to a speech therapist so she had difficulty pronouncing certain words you know ones that come from the front of the mouth ones that come from the back of the mouth and as and in my head I'm like what is the point of me teaching her to read these sounds if she can't make these sounds so I didn't teach her to read and so she only learned to read about a year and a half ago so she was about between seven and eight and that's a big difference three and four seven and eight but these children are so different you know if they so if they were in school Mariah would have been fine in that instant but Tabitha would have you know been labeled that she's behind should have been taken out of school for special lessons and so the beauty of it is that Tabitha didn't even know she just you know she didn't know that okay I'm starting that you know I just would just read to her and when she was ready then we started to learn to read you know and so the beauty is that you're in control of your child's education and you know what they're reading you know what you know what they're working on I think and um, also I think with the curriculum I use classical conversations they are learning to they are learning to learn, learning to teach themselves. I think that's important. Rather than everything in the way in school, it's been put on a plate for you. They're learning to find resources and to learn to learn, to learn to look things up, learn to ask the right questions. And I, you know, and that's something I'm able to put in their education, you know, because I'm the one who's in, at the moment who's in charge of it. So 
It's interesting that you say that because of, I grew up in Nigeria and I was there until I was about um, nine years old. And the schooling there is almost similar to what you're mentioning in homeschooling because they really cater to your levels. They don't, in Nigeria, they don't push you forward to go on to the next year if they don't feel like you're ready. They, they make sure that you're um you're at that you're at a good stage before they bring you forward and if you are you know ad- more advanced than you know where you currently are then they challenge you by putting you with people who are of the same level which I think is something that you know like the UK um curriculum or the UK schooling they don't do that like they will push you forward um even though you might not be ready i've had times that i've been in class in classrooms with and i have no idea what is going on and you know it comes to exams and i'm and i don't do well and i just get pushed onto the next year and then it becomes even harder and i'm like if i'm not getting what's happening in the year below what makes you think i'm going to get what's happening in the year above yeah yeah so um it's almost it's almost um a pro actually it's a really good benefit that you're actually saying i'm watching my children seeing what their strengths are and really nurturing those strengths and then the bits where they lack i'm making sure that i give extra attention extra time so that they can catch up and be of the same definitely. level definitely you've got it in one yeah definitely yeah so the rea- sorry, sorry. i was gonna say the reality is that the ratio is far better in homeschooling because in in school it's it's if you've got an, a class assistant it's one to 15 or if you haven't it's one to 30 worse obviously at home the ratio is a lot more smaller so they're getting a lot more attention yeah so how did you kind of make this into um a business um if if I were to use that word, like how did you, what were the key steps that you kind of had to take? Because I'm sure that it wasn't as easy as just bringing and the the um the organisation to the UK. Like what were the steps that you had to take to kind of make, to kind of turn this into something bigger? Well, I think the first step was to try and to drum up, um, try and drum up, um, what's the word? Um, I'm trying to think, try and drum up interest. So I would, I had to hold information meetings where I would go to people's houses or they'd come to mine and I would tell them about the programme, tell them what how it works and everything. Um, because the thing is, the community can't work with no, with no other families. It can't just work with just my family. I mean, it'd be a community, but it'd just be my family. So it works, obviously, with involving other families. And so that was the key thing first to to do that and once you got those families it was maybe finding a building to meet in at the first year we did meet in my house but we we outgrew that so then I had to look for venues to use you know to 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 do this community and that was very hard because um, the UK you know UK venues in terms of church buildings and local authority buildings are quite expensive they charge per hour and we were we wanted it for the whole day so i know and we have to split the cost between the different families obviously at first you there's not as many families so that was really challenging you know trying to find a venue but you know you know in the end we we went to you know so every year we kind of our venue literally changed because situations change and but now we're in a venue where they really do like like us and like having a christian community there and so it's been a blessing and it's not as been as expensive as you know it was first thought to so and also just being organized as well i think um 
a key step is you have to be organized and you know as a mother it's easy to say that but you know you've got other things you know you're not just you're running this out of your home you've got your home you've got your husband you've got your children you know and you have you know ultimately you have your relationship with God so you, you you know you have to have time to pray to read your bible everything so organization is a key as well especially for a mother because I think mothers can be overwhelmed when things are not in place you know oh, I haven't done this I haven't done that so the key is organization where you know you're going to get to this not today maybe tomorrow but just having knowing what you need to do and obviously because obviously now this community had grown and I guess in in a sense like a business but it's not a business and I don't make business you know huge money or anything from it but you know where other people are involved in this exchange of money so I had to sort the bank out in terms of I had to um, do a separate account just for the community where people pay the tuition fees in there and then I pay that to the tutors so yeah so I had to make it separate from our banking and our accounts and so, yeah, and I think the key, another key step, which people really do forget, is to get help when you you can, to get help. Don't do this alone, you know, get help when you can. You know, I had a friend that helped me with the banking side because she worked in a bank, she got me an appointment and I got a, a, an account for, you know, for the homeschooling community. And then I have another friend that helps me collect up the money for um, the facility fee and she, for her job, uh, her job, she does spreadsheets and, and stuff. And so she did this spreadsheet of people who, you know, paid their facility fee and she keeps on top of that for me and that helps. And so I, I you know, I definitely think, um, you know, it's not good to be alone in your business and do it because it's nice to have people that you can rely on and people who can help. And, you know, I, I would say never be scared to ask for help from people around you that that is um a really really good tip because um obviously me i find myself um i find it hard to ask for help and i i don't mean to but i just feel like i don't want to be a burden onto other people um and also i'm like a perfectionist so i like things done a certain way so i feel like if i ask for help i don't want to be that person that's like yeah but i need you to do exactly the way i would do it almost um so even even when i first had xavier and um in the first few weeks when he was born um my husband went back to work my mum had stayed with me for two weeks already so she had taken two weeks off work and stayed with me and she had to go back to work and I, w- I remember there was like a few like three days in a row and I didn't sleep at all um yeah Xavier had um really bad gas and but I had no idea that it was gas at the moment I just thought he's just not sleeping um I also had tr- some troubles breastfeeding and latching on but when my mum was around for that first two weeks it was amazing and then once everyone left like I literally was so I was struggling so much but I just felt bad asking someone to come back and help me like my mum even offered to you know come back and stayed with me my husband saw how like I literally was like a zombie for a few days and I just wasn't myself and he literally called my mum and just said ignore what she says even if she says she doesn't need help just go over there like she will appreciate it and literally I appreciated it so much she came over and I was able to sleep and I don't live I live quite far from her so for her to she even took the train and she was like yeah I took the train oh and she took extra she took an extra week off just to look after me and it's like I, I was even in that even in that state I was still so stubborn to ask for help it had to be my husband that saw me and he was like 
you actually need this and he had to go and call so you know it's a really good tip especially for business you're, you're only going to grow you can't there's only so much you can do as a business owner or an entrepreneur with just two hands the more hands you have the the bigger you can you can take it and that's something that I've learned as well this year and generally even in business itself if you are taking a business to a, a, a level a level that you desire to take say a bit you know high level you need people to help you you can't you know there will be people there'll be employees and so you have to be able to help because really what when you ask for help you're not just asking for help you're you're directing people that you know have that have got these qualities to help you in these arenas so that all helps in business yeah that is that is definitely true but but what role did um your husband play in all of this was it obviously you went to him and said this is a new venture that I want to go into was he kind of completely supportive and helping you especially with all the um with your children as well yeah, I mean, the thing that w- what was good about my husband is that he, when I did say about homeschooling, he really wanted the children. He, which was surprised because obviously he's not like he was homeschooled himself. But because you get a lot of homeschool mothers that, that, that their husbands are not really fully on board. They're almost like they're um, doing a trial. But uh, my husband was fully on board and. Um, he would take the he would take the in a physical role he would so I think that role just being on board is a role in itself a mental role that you know my husband's behind me because some mothers do it and their husbands are not 100% behind you but they've kind of you know just given them okay you have a go and see what this leads to and so that that was a, a mental role but a physical role he would it takes the children a lot of their activities you know their gymnastics their swimming and everything he will take them on a lot of their activities and um and that helps a lot because then I don't have to leave the home I can do other things and or work on something else with a different child and so yeah and you know and there's a couple of times when you know I've said oh you know they've asked me to do this in terms of you know oversee the the UK or the UK communities and I did ask him he said well you know and he asked you think you'll be able to do it because you know you're director of this community and it's quite a lot you know, and so we spoke about it. So just having him there as a support and someone to talk to um, is is a role that is very important, you know. It's interesting that you say that because, like, homeschooling, well, I haven't really thought about schooling for um, Xavier at all. I even need to think about nursery for him for when I go back to work because I'm currently on maternity leave. But, like, homeschooling is when it's something that is mostly the woman who thinks of this you never hear of a man saying yeah I really want to homeschool my my children when I have kids so it's always like um a conversation that if I were to go into I just can't and I can never expect to I don't know what um what my husband will say like I can't even like imagine what he'll say because I don't think he'll even know what it consists of so did you have to almost like educate your husband about what homeschooling is or was he just kind of did he just get it from the beginning it's a really that is a brilliant question and um, my husband is, is, I think he just, he just trusted in me. But most husbands would want to know. They will, I mean, I've got friends and their husband, you know, says, well, what does this mean for this? And what does this mean for this? And information means they come. But I think, I mean, I, mean, I don't know if it's because he predominantly schooled in um, the Caribbean. So obviously I was brought up in the UK. Maybe he just thinks I would know more than he would know. And so... He just trusted me, you know, with it, you know. 
and you know and and that's not to say that if a husband doesn't trust you with it it's not it just wasn't you know some husbands are just they just say okay well whatever you feel yeah let's do it you know and he was pretty much like that I guess he just thought to himself that's not his area anyway yeah so I'll leave you to it but I think it may be different from maybe a husband that is brought up in the UK and has gone to school in the UK because they're aware of the education system in the UK and so they will probably need to because I've had a many information meetings where a mother said oh um because there's a cd that I give to new parents as well and I said oh, I'm going to give that to my husband to listen to just for, for him to understand it better I get that a lot you know or I get oh if my husband have only heard that maybe he would have understood it better so yeah so a lot of husbands do they do want to understand and know what this really means because a lot of them don't so but with my husband he was okay he was just Homeschool, okay. School at home, yep, that's good. You know, he did. <laughs> I think he was just scared because of all the things that are coming up in schools. You know, in terms of books and yeah, you know, in terms of the sex education, everything. Yeah. So he was just, yep, go for it, go for it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, do it, do it. I love. So, but how do you kind of, you know, how do you manage or balance your time between your children, between um, your church, and now between this um, this homeschooling community that you're creating? How how do you manage all of that? I think the first one is by the absolute grace of God. I tell you, Victoria, it is. But um, so yeah, I know you know everyone says I've got six children, and I do, and you know, and so it's very busy and everything. But I think when you have one child, it's hard, and then when you have two child, now when you have one child, it's like oh wow. When you have two children, it's like oh gosh, this is hard because obviously you can't just sleep when you want when the baby sleeps because you've got a toddler running around. But when you go to three children, you're already getting up to feed that toddler. And so they literally just fit in. And then the fourth child fits in and the fifth just fits in. <laughs> Victoria's <laughs> laughing. Like. And then the sixth fits in and then the seventh fits in. And before you know it, <laughs> I was watching a show of a woman who had 21 kids. Yeah, wow. Tw- and, and, she- it, and it didn't even phase her. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you learn to not hear things. You learn... You know, and it's funny because the real blessing really comes after two children. Because people stop at two because they think it's just too difficult. Because when you have three kids, they just fit in. And then the older ones start helping out. So the, the blessing actually comes when you have more than two children, when you have more children. Because they just help out. They know their roles. When I go out with just me and the baby, I feel like a first-time mum again. I've got to take <laughs> the car seat out. I've got to hunt, hold the bag. When I'm out with the rest of them, I'm like, okay, Kai, you take the, you take the um, baby bag. Mariah, you take... Um, the, Jairus, hold his hand, hold Zena's hand. Um, Tabitha, you take the lunch bag. Everyone's got their roles to play. And it just, it's so smooth, you know. And so the real blessing is when you have more than two, really, and you have, and then you have a few more, it, that's when you see the real blessing. And so I always told the children, I couldn't do this without you, you know. And, you know, and they help, they do. Because the thing is, you train your children to help. And also they see that mummy needs help. They, you know, they, you know, they see that, oh, mummy's struggling, mummy needs help. So most children would help, you know. I mean, the amount of times my girls have come in and said, oh, mummy, would you like us to bring breakfast up for you in bed? You know, because they might have heard the baby in the night or they might have just heard foot, me footsteps. And it's a blessing, you know, that, you know, that they can, you know, be so sensitive to that and... So, and, you know, church is always fun. Uh, I think it's, 
it's easier to balance it all because church obviously I, I love being in church I love being in the house of God so do the children and it's um again just getting ready for church getting to church and activities in church now the children are older like they join in with the youth group and everything so it just works itself out and um it is by the grace of God but you do have to be careful not to get burnt out there's times when you just have to say to yourself I need to take a rest. I'll give you an example. A couple of weeks ago, we're having people over pretty much every week. You know, we're still very new to congregation. It's been just over two years. And then I had to say, you know what? I'm not going to have anyone over this Sunday because I just need to rest. You know, so you have to be true to yourself. You can't be superwoman. You have to, because you will get burnt out. And sometimes you just need to rest. And so it's a blessing to know that. And it's a blessing to know that it's okay to rest. It's okay that you can't keep going 24 hours a day. You're not superwoman. You're not wonder woman. You're not any of the women. You're a mother, you know, and so rest. And so I think that's the key there as well. I think a big, rest. a big family is something I'm looking forward to as well. Like <laughs> even, even hearing you, even hearing you speak about, you know, one child is helping you with this. The other is kind of getting you food. And it's just like, that's just that's just the dream almost like I, I want a big family I only grew up with my sister I had a older brother as well but he passed away quite young and I've always had the desire of like coming home to like a noisy messy house with like all your kids running to you and just like mommy like come like wanting to come and um, say hi to you like that's just been a desire of mine or like for Christmas when I'm older all my kids coming over to um to see me on Christmas day with their kids and I have all my grand like it's just something that's been a desire of mine and it's good to hear that you know I think two kids is always been like what my husband wants he said two kids maximum I want to be able to spend you know enough time with them individually so I don't want more than two so I'm going to play this podcast to him to tell him that the blessing comes after two yes like like after two after three after four that's when you know it's easier so that's definitely I'm going to play that to him but yeah but you know it's been so great to have you on this podcast and I thank you so much for taking the time out. Um, people don't actually know this, but we recorded this podcast earlier and we had a really good conversation, finished it and it just didn't record. So we had to re-record it. And I feel like we actually got a lot more interesting bits from this this time yeah, around. Yeah, some parts felt like deja vu, but others, it was... It, it was, was good. It was good. And I yeah. got to speak to you again, Victoria. Of, of course. <laughs> um, so just one more question. If you had to give an advice to any mum who wants to um, either homeschool their kids or they want to, you know, um, start a community that you have, what advice would you give them? Oh, what advice would I give them? Um, um, I'd, I'd give them an I'd let them know that, it, you know, it, it may not always be easy in the terms of starting up, finding a venue and, you know, that kind of thing when you get families together. But don't give up. And I would, I mean, there's many times when we just didn't know when we were, where we were meeting, you know, for the new academic year. Literally, it was be the summer and we're starting in September. And I'd, I would just pray and I'd get the parents to pray and, you know, and it would all work out. And even you know, if your mum is not starting a homeschool or homeschool community, even in just business in general, you know, keep God first and 
pray about everything because people don't realize that God is into that. He's into the every detail of your life. You know, it, I remember when you read through Genesis and it speaks of the Ark of the Covenant and the artists that came in, it says that God gave them even more skill, blessed them with more skill. So God is blessing some, an artist with even more skill, you know, for the little intricate details. God is interested in intricate details and just putting God first and just praying and you know, you know, like you're doing this podcast. So, you know, I'll be like, Lord, you know, I don't know what this podcast can do, but use it to glorify your name. Use it to bless other mothers. Use it to encourage other mothers. You know, these are the things you need to do, you know, but putting God first, you know, in everything you do. Because, you know, as women and mothers, we get so consumed and so busy and we be, and we even become, you know, um, we become um, a Martha and not a Mary, you know, and so we want to be Mary, we want to be at the feet of Jesus and everything we do. Mm. And so, yeah, so my advice would just be, you know, you know, just get some real good, strong friends behind you that can encourage you the right way. And, you know, you know, you could even, you know, if you're some of your listeners think, you know, I'd love to homeschool my children. I'd love to start a community because there's none around me. You know, go into Classical Conversations website, you know, email me, you know, anything that I can do to help anyone, you know, in any arena like that. But um, I would say if, if it's a passion, you keep that passion going and, you know, don't let discouragement get in your way with anything. And um, yeah, and that's the advice I would give. Just do you know, do what you know you want to do and just put God there first and let, you know, don't you worry, let him, let God do what the needs to be done right? yeah exactly and um yeah and just be the best mom and the best christian the best wife you can be and if you are a single mom just ask god for wisdom and ask god you know how can i do this and god will show you a, a way you know god sees the, our hearts you know and god loves the widows you know the fatherless children you know fatherless children so god is into that so god will give you wisdom god will give you ways you can do a business or you can do homeschooling or you can open a community anything like that so yeah that's that's a great way to end this podcast um and it's been really great talking to you again but um, thank you for having me of course um and yeah if you'd like to hear more make sure you subscribe to the mummy means business podcast you can search for mummy means business on spotify on apple Podcasts, on soundcloud or on podbean um where you can access all of our episodes we'll be speaking to a lot more mums who also are in business or entrepreneur or working so um make sure you tune in and you listen to all the other episodes and if you'd like to see my face um feel free to check out my instagram at victoria.dele um and yeah if you want to um access um auntie and car you want to speak to her about any homeschooling just leave a comment below and i'll make sure to kind of link both of you together um maybe i can share your email um to any individual if if that's okay auntie and car fine that's fine. yeah yeah cool well thank you so much again and yeah i'll see you next time Bye.